This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Sparking Joy. I wonder where you got that from. Maybe. <laughs> I'm so excited because I love mess. Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. She loves mess. And so do I. I love a little emotional, messy drama. You do. And I uh, have a messy apartment. But yeah, we're going to talk about losing that most messy emotional drama this week. We sure are. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news. A woman finds out a man was dating her as a dare. What is this? Lainey Boggs and Awful. she's all that. And sex robots are a hot trend in porn. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who wants to know how to turn down a new friendship and another who is trying to get over a toxic ex. But first, Angela, it's just you and I this week, two friends hanging out. What's going on in your week? Oh, my God. Okay, so, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of the joy of social media kind of diminishes as you get older and you're in, like, a long-term serious relationship because so much for me, at least, when I was younger of, like, having social media was, like, wanting to get, like, a like from someone you had a crush on and, like, you'd get that notification and you'd get all excited. But now it's, like, oh, like, I don't know. Ian liked my photo. I don't care. So rare, rare that I get excited about a notification. Although sometimes I'm like, I'm like, when Nick doesn't like something, I'm like, I'll come home and be like, did you see my cute videos? <laughs> and he'll be like, no. I'll be like, well, let me show you. <laughs> you can like it in person. Yeah. Well, I, I had a thrilling notification the other day on Facebook, no less, old school. Uh, I got a friend request from my ex-boyfriend of like, Eight years ago, almost a decade, I have not spoken to him since the breakup. It is... He wants to win you back. No. Well, okay. So here's the situation with this particular He knows ex. you're engaged. Well... And he's like, oh my God, I always thought Angela and I would end up together. Now that might all come to an end. That's definitely not it. But I, I do have to admit that I was in that moment. I was like, oh, I'm happy I post... Because I don't really post on Facebook, but I was like, I'm happy I posted my engagement on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but um so this this boyfriend was the, you think as hosts of the podcast we're above it all oh no we are petty maniacs sure are uh i this was the only serious boyfriend that i did the breaking up with uh he was just you know uh we talked about good on paper a lot he's good on paper we were not a match at all uh and it was really hard it was one of the hardest things i've ever had to do is breaking up with somebody who really did nothing wrong but i did it we didn't really speak in the time in between our breakup and now which was eight years uh and he not only did he he unfriended me on facebook after that happened he blocked me and he blocked all of my friends so like i never knew this is how harsh yeah he took it hard i never knew what was going on with him i was like i wonder i hope he's okay uh but didn't really think about him much to be honest with you in recent years i got the notification and i was like oh okay i guess he's over it now eight years later so like i accept the fr- i considered not even accepting it because i was like why like why though but i accepted it and i looked at his facebook of course and he has a girlfriend in his like 
profile photo and I was like okay and like I, I scrolled back and he has had this girlfriend for like two months and like put it on Facebook and was all excited I was like oh my god I really sincerely hope he wasn't waiting eight years to get a girlfriend to then like stick it to me and be like look I have a lady now uh I think it's possible it's it is the uh theory among my friend group but hey you know what it worked because obviously I stalked him so you know you win this we, battle you know it's never too late to stalk an ex it took you eight years <laughs> but but now I'm like he didn't message me or anything so after all this you're like why did you gonna, add me yeah we're just gonna like quietly look at each other now no, like, now you can defriend him you got to stalk him right I can't, I'm just like why would you not like say hello it's like it, like let's it's weird. What you did was weird. So let's acknowledge that this is a weird interaction. And I would judge less if you were like, hey, was just thinking about you wanted to see how you've been th- these last years. That would be more normal to me than you just like quietly friending me. I hate if he listens to this. I don't know if he's like stalking me or what. I, I don't want to come off as a bitch because I probably already came off as a bitch when I broke up with you. So I'm sorry to continue to be a bitch. You're now not, I feel bad. Now you're not I have being guilt. a bitch. You're saying what all of us are thinking. But but yeah, I was, I was like, oh. Odd. Yeah, he needs to reach out, right? I don't know, but it's I, a little I'm, weird. I'm not gonna do it, but I, like I said, I, uh, if he's looking at me, I am happy that I posted my engagement as you Facebook, should be because we are petty, as I'm Mobos. very petty, and I just so I'm very happy and moved on and very much in love. And I don't regret breaking <laughs> up with you, just to add salt to the wound. <laughs> I know, like, why should I be better? Right? Whatever, you know what, though, we we had our arguments also post breakup. Now I'm changing my story, but. Anyway, I wish him well. Uh, so, <laughs> you want to know what I've been up to? Yeah, what are you up to? Nick and I have been going on date nights again. That's good. You have a baby, so that's important. It's so important. So, what I have decided to do, because, you know, at first I didn't really get why you need to do a date night without the baby. I was like, whatever. We go to dinner with the baby. It's fine. We're getting, like, family time. No. It, that shit is not the same. It's just, it's just not, because you're not focused completely solely on each other. You're kind of, like, always... Is the baby still sleeping? Is the baby okay? Is he alive? Is he choking on his food? Is he right. like, what's he doing? Um, is he falling out of the high chair? So we went on a couple date nights and I realized what a nice romantic impact it had on our relationship to just kind of feel like get that like sexy adult time and talk about things. And I try my best not to talk about the baby while we're away from the baby right. on our date night. Was it hard thinking of things to talk about? Um, well, I'll try I'll try to talk about. Yeah, we would start to and then I pointed it out. Like I just flat out said like, I don't want to talk about let's, you know, on our date night, let's not talk about about logistical baby stuff. Let's we do that all the time. Right. Let's talk about like what are you reading? Articles. <laughs> just like anything, you know. I let's think have that's some a really great role. Yeah, let's have some like intellectual stimulation again. So I we have like a nanny that's starting to help out while I get to get to work uh, a few times a week. And so I'm going to ask her, my plan is to ask her to do Thursdays 3.30 to like 10.30, like maybe okay. even like 3 to 11 mm-hmm. so that we can just have a standing date night every Thursday. So that's my plan. And yeah. And, and I think that that just means like adult time because some of our friends are going out on a Thursday and they invited us. I'm not going to be like, no, that's our date night. I think that still counts. It's yeah. if us, like we're going out with our friends. It's just us going out as adults without the baby. Right. I, I think that's imp- and it's going to be especially important, maybe a little harder, but all the more important as he gets older because he will become more of a distraction yeah. at dinner and such. So, yeah, I, I 
I mean, I'm not a parent, but I look at other parents when I'm out at dinner and the kid's like going crazy and they're like wiping his nose and whatever. I'm like, yeah, you need to like focus on each other. That's that's not quality time with each other. I I think it really like after a stressful week, it really like kind of repairs things and and helps out. So I don't know. That's just a thing I added that I wanted to talk about and suggest to any other parents out there. All right, now we're going to take a quick sponsor break, and then we're jumping into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. You can make it yourself, easily create a website all by yourself. If you can think it, dream it, you can make it with Squarespace. Uh, If you want to check out some of the websites that Angela and I have created on Squarespace to get an idea of what we've done, and we are not techie whatsoever. I know that's not something that you really want to brag about, but I'm just telling the truth. Sometimes I have trouble turning my TV on in the bedroom. It's There's a lot of buttons. I okay. get it. I fully understand. But, you know, despite our no tech, you know, ability, we have created AngelaSpara.com. Yes, we have. LauraLane.com. LauraLane.com. Yes. We've created ThisIsWhyYou'reSingleShow.com. You can also go to thisiswhyyoursinglebook.com. They go to the same place. I created feministfairytalesbook.com. For, you know, because I'm, I'm starting to think I've got my book coming out. It's not coming out till 2020. But the, I think, it's you know. Time. The, it's, it's time for a website, I think. first thing you do when you're creating like a business or you've got a project, I feel like, is creating that website. It makes it feel official. Plus, because then when you write someone an email, you're able to add that website to like your signature. And then, you know, it's a good way to humble brag because you don't have to say, oh, I'm working on this, this, and this. It's just like, signed Laura. And then they're like, what is this website underneath Laura's name? Click. Oh, Laura's writing another book. How do you know me so well? Because I do that with three websites. I do that with our <laughs> website, my my feminist fairy tales book website and my personal yeah i i might as well just add my wedding website which is nicklovesLaura.com, nick with no k uh, i forgot that's another website i created i'm just like obsessed with creating squarespace websites that's basically my say, hobby listen as somebody who has been emailing lots of wedding vendors signing my name angela spera www this is why your single show.com i always hope that they're going to click and be like oh she hosts a podcast about dating and then give me some free stuff yes yeah, 75 so, percent off of the wedding yeah hasn't worked yet but it could and that's why i love squarespace so build your squarespace website maybe you're getting married and you want to try and get some free stuff and you have a business like you do hair or makeup or accessories all great reasons to have a Squarespace website. They have beautiful templates that are created by world-class designers. They also have a cool analytics tool if you want to see like how many people are hitting up your website. They, their analytics help you grow in real time. And they have 24-7 award-winning customer support to help you through. Go to squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single. Use offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Oh, my God. So I read this story on Refinery29, and it broke my heart. It was by this girl, Stephanie Yeboa, and the the title was, I found out the guy I was dating did it for a dare. Here's what happened next. Oh, my God. Is this, this is the exact plot of She's All That. Basic. Am I a bet? Am I a fucking bet? That was the whole thing. Uh, so, but in Stephanie's situation, so Stephanie is uh, overweight, 
she blogs about it or not over, you know, she's, she's a curvier gal, shall we say. So she says she's going on her first date since the end of her last relationship, which had been two years ago. So she was nervous just because she hadn't dated in a long time, but also nervous because knowing that she's like a bigger lady, like sometimes people can be unkind or people either fetishize you or apparently go out with you and mock you. But she says, um, she was talking, she met this guy on, uh, Bumble she made up an anonymous name for him. She's calling him Robert. So she met him on Bumble. They were talking for a while. They switched to text. Um, all was going well. Then they they went out. They hung out for like three hours. She says they laughed. They exchanged hilarious date fail stories. They talked about their families, normal date stuff. He even brought her a little gift because she had just moved into a new apartment. And she said, she said that was really sweet. They kissed at the end of the night. Then they went on a second date where they slept together. So things were going well. He seemed to be really liking her and spending quality time this with her. This was like a serious, legit relationship. I mean, it was it just like. like, it was like, let's put it this way. If you're spending this much time with somebody, you're sleeping with them, you're talking about each other's families, it would be pretty fucked up if this person was not doing it with the best of intentions. Well, turns out, she slept with him. That was the last time she heard from him. She says, cut to this week when I receive an email from a friend of his. Apparently, Robert had shown my blog to his friends for approval. This friend tells me that uh, in the interest of full transparency, he thought he should let me know that the reason I had not heard from Robert since our second date was because he had been dared to, quote, pull a fat chick and upon completing the dare had won a sum of money from uh, that his friends had pulled. And she's like, I felt sick. I felt a wave of embarrassment and humiliation, which like anybody would. This is absolutely disgusting. And so just immature. Like what? This is horrible. The fuck is, was my reaction to reading this? Because I don't understand what kind of grown man would do this. Like an asshole, a disgusting asshole human. It's Like I can't even like Nick wouldn't even be friends with someone like this, let alone like do something that would cross the heat. This is the, this is someone that like was not raised right. No, and is and found other friends that were also not raised right. Because what are you proving when you when you're like, oh, I bet you can't bang a fat chick and here's money if you do? Like I don't know. That's it it's just so disgusting. The person and, and their mindset. And like yeah. This is like a case where not only did your parents do a bad job, but like you had shitty teachers, shitty right. friends, like shit, like <laughs> you a lot really of, went wrong in life. And also you can have all those shitty things, but still have a moral compass and still yes. and still be like, this doesn't feel right. So a lot of things have to line up. Yes. Uh, that are, you know, on the not good side of things for you to be the type of person that would do this or even think this way or have your brain think this way. What's interesting is in the comments, there were a lot of girls kind of commiserating and, and speculating on like what his motivations were. And a lot of the girls seem to think that he probably actually really was into her and thought she was really pretty and was just too embarrassed to oh, admit maybe. it to his friends. And like, sounds- maybe he's into like more plus size chicks. So he was like, oh, you want to bet me to date a fat girl? And like was like really excited about it because that's an interesting theory. But and that's I, also sad that he was embarrassed. Right, that like by, that I don't his know own if, friends would look down on him. I don't know if it makes it better or worse. I can't decide because like it's just like you're so it's weirdly slightly better that like he doesn't have a. I mean, it still sucks. It's still really shitty that he doesn't have the confidence to tell his friends like you guys are assholes that you would judge me for dating somebody based on their weight and how they look. Right. Um. Uh, and he should he should feel confident in who. Not only like who he's attracted to, but yeah, that he should put his friends in line for being judgy like that. 
Yeah, I think it's so pathetic. But so she said, luckily or maybe unluckily, she had already deleted his number so she couldn't attack him as I would have wanted to verbally and physically, honestly. Um, but she she ignored the friend's email. Which, Good. like, honestly, if you're that friend, what was the friend even trying to achieve by telling no, her? No, uh, make somebody feel horrible about themselves, make right? someone feel even worse. Like, yeah, I don't know. Even if he got mad at the guy, he wasn't doing the guy a disservice. He was just making a poor, innocent woman feel, like, horrible about a relationship that already ended. Yeah. This is the one situation in the world where I'm like, just ghost. How about you? Just ghost. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she, she walked away from it, though. Like, f- she found a kind of a community. She tweeted about it, and she heard from a lot of people that like kind of built up her her uh confidence and i don't know she's saying that she's definitely being uh cautious about getting back into dating now because obviously her ego is bruised but she just wants all men to to look at this story and think like what if she had been your sister or your mom or yeah, your friend and absolutely. like treat people with respect when you're dating and also that is the behavior of a serial killer so don't be a psychopath please yes I uh, want to know what I've been reading? Yeah. I've been reading Mashable. So this is an article by Marcus Gilmer. Sex robots are a hot trend for online porn. Oh, my God. We are running the gamut of emotions this episode. We sure are. According to the adult website X Hamster, which is not one that I've even heard of. Doesn't everyone just use Pornhub? What are, right. Why are people even using anything other than Pornhub? Pornhub has so many choices. Do you need more choices than that? This I don't know. This isn't even an ad. I don't even pay us to say it. Uh, According to the adult website X Hamster, there is an upward trend of searches for sex robots on its website. In 2017, the site saw 21,402 total sex robot searches, a 60% jump over 2016's total. December 2017 was the year's biggest month, apparently. I don't know. Maybe people wanted a sex robot for Christmas. Who knows? Maybe maybe they were like, maybe I want to see how it works before I put it on my wish list. I guess so. And then in 2018, there were 36,709 total sex robot searches on X Hamster, an increase of 72% over 2017. Angela, would you watch sex robot porn? Because I didn't even know that was... I mean, I guess one thing we've learned on the podcast is that there's a type of porn for truly anything you're interested in there is i just wouldn't have even thought to to look up sex robot porn but now i'm actually a little curious well i was gonna say you know what i would watch it and it wouldn't even be sexual it would just be me want like being curious about how that goes down so maybe that's where all these views are coming from people just being like how does that work how does that work what is that like i wonder if it's a person I guess we should have done research before, but but no, you know what? Let's have our listeners do the research okay. for us, or we can watch it together. I guess, but we and I don't mean that creepily. In I mean real like time as, re, right as re, now. No, no, no. <laughs> Remember what one time we had to watch porn together? What was it for? Uh, well, we had like a guest who had done some some like. Uh, We've actually watched porn together, I think, on multiple okay- occasions. <laughs> but all for research and work. We watched hentai porn once, which is like the cartoon right. anime porn. And then we had a guest, Alana Love, on and we watched her work together. Oh, there's a fourth, I remember, uh, Kenneth Play. Oh, yes, yes. And then we watched him like, yeah, uh, do some work on a woman. We've seen a lot of genitals together. Yeah, we sure have. Um, so maybe we can we can discover what this is like. I wonder if it's a a human dressed up like a robot or like <laughs> somehow like like a sex dolly robot type of person. I don't know. I think that it's, yeah, a robot that looks like a human woman typically. Maybe. Um, so that's what's happening in porn. It is time for us now to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. 
We would like to thank our sponsor, Quip. One of the most important things we can do for our health every day is brushing our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. It's funny, Angela, because a lot of things that I learn about health for myself, I think about in terms of health for my dog. So our vet was like, you need to brush your dog's teeth because that affects her overall health. And, you know, I want my dog to live forever. And she's like, you know, bacteria will like build up in the teeth and then whatever. It can have all these, she explained it in much more intricate terms, but she explained how that can have like a detrimental effect to like all other organs of the body. And I'm like, well, if that's true for my dog, it obviously must be true for me. But, you know, I know dentists say like, you need to brush your teeth, but I didn't think about what an effect it can have for your overall health. I just thought like, oh, I don't want cavities. Cavities are annoying to get filled. But no, it's not just about your teeth and cavities. It's about your overall health. Right. Some deep thoughts for you to think about. Just throwing that out there. I just, you know, I brush my dog's teeth now every night because I (laughs) want her to live forever. And And also your own. and, And also my own. And I do that with Quip. And, you know, we say this when it's true. Quip. Uh, We were using Quip before they were ever a sponsor of our show. I had their cool-looking toothbrushes. I got one for Nick. And uh, I don't know. That just means I was like, I'm a true, legit fan. Yeah. I I love showing off my Quip toothbrush whenever I uh, go traveling with friends because, you know, you all line up your toothbrushes in the bathroom and people are always like, who has the Quip toothbrush? Yeah, it's me. The cute one. It's mine. It's cute. I know. So Quip, the way Quip helps you brush your teeth better is they have these sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle enough on your sensitive gums. People brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive, but not Quip. They also have the built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide a full and even clean. Did you know that up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't even clean evenly so quip helps us with that yes they do that's why we love quip and that's why they're backed by over twenty thousand dental professionals quip starts at just 25 dollars, and if you go to getquip.com slash single you will get your first refill pack for free with the quip electric toothbrush that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash single All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, this week I tried to find a couple questions that kind of go with our theme of sparking joy and people having people in their lives that are just dead weight and baggage. So first up, we have a question from our listener, Lisa, who is from Finland, all the way from Finland. Hi, Lisa. She writes, this girl from my year in uni really wants to be my friend. I feel like we are from totally different planets, and sadly, she seems to have this same problem with some other people as well. I've kind of talked about her and this situation, but I... Uni is university, right? Yes, yes. She's being... For those that don't know. Yes, that's how they speak in Finland, I suppose. Yeah, you know, university. <laughs> Uni. Um, I have kind of talked about her and this situation, but I don't want to continue feeling like I'm talking behind her back. She still has an active social life and lots of friends, but somehow she contacts me every now and again wanting to hang out. I have too many friends... I need a lot of alone time and I have heaps of hobbies that keep me busy pretty much every day of the week. I don't want to spend my time with people that I don't connect with because most of the time I don't even have the time for people that I do connect with. Oh my God, I relate to this so much. I thought it was very relatable. Um, She says, I'm always turning down gently, saying that I'm busy with this and that and I don't even need to lie because it's true. But frankly, we all know that if I really wanted to see her, I would arrange it like I do with my actual friends. 
Should I keep saying that I'm busy over and over again or tell her that I'm not seeing us as being friends? I really don't want to hurt her feelings, but I definitely don't want to lead her on either. Our common friend, Anna, who has the same problem with her, but they have been actual friends outside of the university, said that this girl had been sad because I always seem to be busy to see, too busy to see her, but I'm not too busy to see Anna. Well, that's because you're friends with freaking Anna. I, yeah, for real. This is such an awkward situation because it's so, it's like, I feel for this girl because it's so hard to make new friends in your adult years and mm-hmm. she's really putting herself out there making an effort so i i feel for her but you know she also kind of has to take a hint and when you decide like oh i really like this person i want to hang out with them they seem like they could be my type of friend you have to put feelers out there and like you can invite somebody out a couple times and then if it's not reciprocated it's kind of on them to invite you out you've like you've made the invite a couple times you know you don't know this girl anything so i i don't like that she's saying like i'm sad she doesn't have time for me it's like well you weren't friends like you could say that if it was somebody that you were close with who wasn't making time for you but this is like basically a stranger that you it's more of an acquaintance that's not making time for you you don't owe her anything it's kind of sad but oh this is so awkward because yeah if it was if this was dating I would say like oh I don't really see a spark but it's so much more awkward with friends you normally shouldn't have to have this problem um I don't know if you can tell her I don't see us being friends because it's yeah I, I think it's too mean and, and awkward and you also might run into her because you have the common friends and she's not a mean university I think you can only say that oh I don't see us being friends if she had done something mean or you were in a fight and you're like look like and you know out of anger you're like I don't want you in my life I don't want this negativity right yeah but she didn't do anything mean so you really can't say that to somebody I I think you kind of have to just kind of keep doing what you're doing and like maybe add a little ghosting like or like. Like, I know that's this is probably mean advice, but this is what I would legit do. I would just be like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's messaging me again. I've already told her the last three times I can't hang out. If I wanted to hang out, I'd invite her. If uh, And then I'd like look at the message and be like, what the fuck? And then I would probably wait like two weeks and then write and be like, hey, sorry, I was so busy. Like, um, hope you had fun. Or, <laughs> hey, sorry, I was so busy. Like, hope you're well. And that's all I would say. Like, I honestly agree because at this point you've done the polite thing. She is not reading social cues. So you're allowed to get a little rude, you know, like because she's not really, rude and as in like malicious or mean or hurt her feelings. But, but like, like you're allowed to like just not respond for a couple weeks. And like, and be like sh- I was really busy. Yeah. Because if it was a friend you give a shit about, you would respond sooner. So she needs to get the hint and just realize like you're not on her radar yeah and if she's not getting the hint like i don't really know what to tell and if she if she decides to directly call you out i would say just tell her like exactly what you told us here because you have a great excuse just be like i'm really busy i don't even have time to see my super close right that i go way back with so i just don't even know if i have time in my life right now to make a new friend even though you seem really great exactly what angela said bingo and if she presses you that's what you say all right what else we got in the mailbox okay that was the perfect response yes so do the two week. I would do the two week, and then and then if she follows up, do Angela's response. Yeah, but life is too short to waste with shitty people. I, we don't even know her, and just from your email, I wouldn't want to hang out with her either. So yeah. dr- don't yeah. hang out with her. Hang out with people that know social cues. Yeah. Okay. So next up, we have Amber. Amber is twenty three, and she writes. I met this guy on Tinder in May. He was a child crisis counselor, and I thought he was perfect. Smart, handsome, tall, everything I wanted in a guy. We went on some dates, and one night, he broke it off with me 30 minutes after we had sex, and I was forced to wait. What? Yep. I was forced to wait on the sidewalk for an Uber with my makeup running down my face. 
Wow. Bad timing, mofo. Yeah. She says a week later, we were back together. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Bad move on you now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get back with someone that like that treats you like that. It uh, it gets worse. So she says a week later, we were back together after he had a Tinder date go wrong. Oh, okay. So then he like runs back to you thinking right. you're desperate. And I love no that he mofo. told you that was why he was like, oh, I had a date with this other girl, but didn't really work out. So I'll- I'm going back to you who I like wasn't even that into, but, but I know uh, you'll come back to me. Yeah. Wow. This guy sucks. Yep continues to suck she says this led to a summer of a roller coaster romance we were fighting and breaking things off so much that it became a joke with my friends all of my friends and even my parents had it with this guy when he broke up with me over text when he was on vacation across the globe and i was left in his apartment for two weeks watching his dog wow (sighs) he sent me verbally abusive messages that left me in tears at the time i was living with my parents it was so horrible that my dad wanted to get him fired from his job. I wish your dad did. Yeah. Uh, even after this, it was on and off. Girl. Uh, I finally blocked his number after a horrible argument. Fast forward to the other day, two weeks after I blocked him, and I saw messages that went through my computer. He even emailed my work email, which he had to Google, which is creepy. I broke down, texted him, and he wooed me with sweet messages. Later, I found out that he had been seeing someone else and was seeing them that night, but told me how he liked me more, etc. Needless to say, I realize I need to be done. I'm glad you realized that, Amber. She says, my problem is getting over him. It has been beyond hard to get over this guy. He says horrible things to me. He pulls crazy shit, and yet here I am still missing him. There was even a point when I realized it wasn't effortless to be with him and how I didn't like that. How do you get over someone like this? I mean, from a third party perspective, sounds pretty easy because he sounds like a piece of shit. No, no, no. But, but it, I get but it. It's, but it's not. Actually, after hearing this is, is making me sad. At first, I was like, wow, this guy sucks. Oh, my God. Ha, ha, ha. But then, like, the more and more you've read Angela, I'm realizing this is, like, very clearly a situation of emotional abuse and, like, verbal abuse. And it's... I I totally get why it's hard to get over someone like this because they've fucked with your head. Right. And like, they can be manipulative. And been manipulative and like mess with your emotions so much. I honestly, I think you should like go see a therapist and talk to them and like that way you can on a very regular basis have somebody coach you and and remind you and why you need to not talk to this person and completely cut them out of your life and have them blocked on all emails and social medias because this guy is... Yeah, he he. This is emotional and phys- and uh, it may not be physical abuse, but it's emotional and verbal abuse. And and I think I think that a therapist is probably yes. your best bet in this situation because it's such a serious situation that's gone on so long. Um, and I think what you need to realize sometimes when you're in a relationship with somebody, you kind of have blinders on, and you don't realize like this situation is not normal. Like what he's putting you through is not what you would go through in another relationship. But she does know at this point, which is. I mean, it's good. It's just so bad. You can't not know. And she knows. She like laid it all out in an email. But sometimes your head and your heart don't sync up. And logically, she knows I need to not be with this guy. But she's like, why do I keep running back to this guy? It's like, it's like when you are on a diet and you're like, I'm not gonna eat sweets. And there's like an amazing chocolate bar, and you're like, I've I logically know I am trying to be healthy this week. I'm doing like a healthy week. I'm not eating sugar. And you're like shit I want it he's like a brownie but it's like it's like a poo brownie right <laughs> he's a brownie made of poo and you can't resist well <laughs> I what I, I wrote to her bringing in the theme of this week I said you need to pull 
an emotional Marie Kondo and throw out anything that doesn't bring you joy, including this person. So how do you do that? I think that you need to focus on other things. Don't focus on him. Focus on your job. Focus on your friends. Focus on your hobbies and basically things that are bringing or giving you the emotional return in yes. a positive way. Absolutely. Uh, we hope that's helpful. Good luck. Um, if any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is sparking joy. Yes, Marie Kondo, the art of tidying up. It's everywhere. It's amazing how relevant her advice can be when it comes to people and dating Marie says to throw things away, which does not spark you joy. Angela, if you, I wish you would come over like two days ago because I've been Marie Kondoing my closet and I had four giant bags of clothes where I just started looking through things. I was like, does this bring me joy? Does this bring me joy? Does this top bring me joy? A lot of the stuff was from like our pitch meetings. And I was like, why am I holding on to this stuff? Like that, no, the reason I never wear this stupid shirt that is so cool and that I've had forever is because it reminds me of that like really shitty pitch and I it doesn't bring me joy and I'm associating it with like a bad pitch. And then I'm like, oh, but this I'll never get rid of because this is like a good pitch meeting. Right. Like you associate, you know, uh, feelings with clothes. So I've started to only keep the ones that bring me joy. And you can do that with guys in your life and girls in your life and people right. in your life. Is that right? It, it is. And it also explains why sometimes you do hold on to people that are absolute fucking garbage because you're like, oh, but I remember this one good time, whatever. But like, if it's not bringing you joy in the moment, you gotta, you gotta drop it. Uh, it also can apply to little things. My friend recently Marie Kondoed her, the contacts and texts in her phone. I would love to Marie Kondo my contacts. I have so, I worked in, you know, celebrity magazines for years and I have so many sources and paparazzi phone numbers and publicist phone numbers. I would love to be gone, but I have so many, it would just take me forever. Like, is that how I want to spend my, I mean, I guess I could do that after Riley goes to sleep because I don't want to be spending my time doing that when I could right. be playing with him. But I would love, I would love if somebody could be in my brain and know which contacts to delete. I would love for someone to do that for me. But, but that's not you, how it works. You got to do it yourself. If you have the time one day, though, I think it can really like you. You don't think about how these names that you scroll past every day when you're looking through your phone. Some of those names do not make you feel good. They bring up bad memories. A hundred percent. Delete them. I have a hard time too because I'm like, what if there's an emergency? I need to contact like this person I did a group project with my freshman year of college. Like I might need this phone number, so I'm going to save it. But like, no, I don't need it. It's just baggage in my in my phone, which is something I look at every day. I don't need it there. For years, I. I kept like a ton of friends on Facebook and the, all of these, you know, contacts of people that I just give me bad feelings in my phone because I needed sources when I worked at magazines. You need, I was like, I never know when Angelina Jolie is going to show up at this restaurant. It turns out that like Peter, you know, Dubrowski from freshman year of college. Like, is that a real person? No. Okay. Works at this restaurant. I'm going to need to ask him for information on Angelina Jolie showing up at the restaurant. And I was like, and now that I don't work in magazines and I don't need sources, it feels so good to genuinely be able to say like, I really only need to keep people in my life yeah. that make me feel good. And you know what? If you're the kind of person, like maybe you got ghosted by somebody and then you go back and you reread the text over and over to see what went wrong. That's not making you feel good. It might be like a twitch that you have that you're like, oh, like I just want to do this so I can have a reason to think about this person because I miss them. But it's not making you feel good. So just delete that text thread. Like get it out of your life. Do you want to read this quote from Marie Kondo? 
Yeah, I really like this quote. She says, uh, but when we really delve into the reasons for why we can't let something go, there are only two, an attachment to the past and a fear for the future. So maybe you're holding on to like that bad guy from your past because you're afraid that you won't find anybody else in the future. But that is not the case, girl. There's lots of fish in the sea. Only hold on to the things that bring you joy. Which brings us to our Reason of the Week Breakdown. So we've gotten lots of emails in the past asking what sort of self-care things people should focus on instead of their toxic relationships. So to get your creative juices flowing, we're going to share some things that we are currently focusing on that spark joy in a segment that we call Joy Bay. All right. Angela and I are going to talk about things that bring us joy. Angela, take it away. Okay, so just a disclaimer before I do my list. I left out uh, like spending time with Ian because, of course, that sparks joy for me, but I wanted to keep it kind of relationship neutral. Yeah, because we're talking about things outside of relationships. Exactly. So number one for me, I'm like very right now into getting my health in order. So I'm lining up appointments with therapists and a nutritionist and a dentist. And like that takes up a lot of my free time because it's hard to like coordinate all that crap, but it's it's all things that are leading to a more positive life for myself. Me too. I also have that on my list. And I do things like yoga, acupuncture, manicures and pedicures just make me feel better about myself. And my cuticles are looking good. Yeah. Uh, I go to therapy once a week, um, like maybe like once a month. I've been trying. Well, not always that frequently. Maybe once every three months, two months. I'll get a massage, which I really love. Um, what other self-care things do I do? I don't know. Working out. If I, I, you know, having a baby can be stressful, but if I work out every, every morning, it just, I feel great the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, I've been talking about this since New Year's, but now I'm finally doing it. I'm going to take a dance class. Yeah. You could take the Britney Spears dance class with our friend Christina. Really? I, well, so I have a friend who is a break dancer. I'm not taking a break dancing class because I really wish you would. You got to crawl before you can walk. I would love for that to be your first dance with Ian. If you guys just like hit the floor like break dancing, yeah, at your wedding. Well, I actually am thinking about maybe having him teach us some dance moves for the wedding. We'll see. Aww. But I've learned uh, that when I move my body, I just I feel a little better and. It's a good distraction from stressful things. I love family time with Rilo. Just Nick and I taking a walk with the baby and Samo brings me joy. Um, I am going to join a trivia team. I am dedicated to this idea because I like having a thing that I'm committed to doing each week that's just like a fun thing. I love that. Yeah. Um, shopping brings me joy. I'm not going to lie. Like, yes, you want to Marie Kondo your stuff and get rid of things. But when it comes down to it, I love a little retail therapy. And you know what? Do you do the thing where if for every new thing you bring in, you throw out something? I try to. And I've actually been just throwing out so much stuff that I've for every new thing I bring in, I'm like throwing out 10 things. So that's yeah. that's totally fair. Uh, decorating my apartment brings me joy, similar to retail therapy, because I've been spending a little bit of money on that sort of stuff. But when I look around my space and I'm like, oh, this is exactly how I want it to be. It feels really good. Yeah. Having your sanctuary in order just can really make your whole day feel better coming home to a place that feels like you and feels clean. Uh, for me, I wrote reading the New Yorker. I just love my New Yorker magazines and reading all the articles in there. They're always just so interesting. And I just feel intellectually stimulated and happier after I read in it. Uh, an issue. Oh, and finally, for me, I love researching fun new things to do with my friends. Uh, we, I've 
my friend sent me this thing recently that's like an immersive Havana nightclub experience. And I'm like, yeah, let's How do fun. that. Sounds better than just going to dinner one night. So we're going to do that. But also just like low-key time with my friends, like making sure I make time for that. Like separate from having Ian around, like just separate time with my friends. Brings I love me that. lots of joy. Um, and lastly for me, I wrote Watching the Other Two, which is a show on Comedy Central. And our friend Shara Snyder is a writer-creator of it. And I just am so excited every every week when there's a new episode of it. Another another recommendation that I get really excited to watch, it's called the A Humane Society, not to be confused with the Animal Rights Organization, right. uh, by Chris Roberti, who has, has been a guest on the podcast. And he has this the most beautiful web series. And they do just one video a month. And it's like a mix of like thoughts and poems and things i can't even explain it just watch a humane society go to i think it's a humane society.com and it's just a beautiful web series and so watch our episode with chris roberti yeah. yeah you'll get a sense of him he's a he's special wonderful. person uh yeah I, there's nothing like having a good tv show i feel like when i've gone through like rough times it is great like having a tv show to come home to yeah. and like get you through especially if you could do a whole series like start from the beginning i don't know Watching those, they just make me feel good about yeah. myself and just feel feel happy before I'm going to sleep. Same. Miss Maisel was a great one for me. I was watching that last night. Love Miss Maisel. A great one. Um, guys, we hope that gave you some ideas to spark joy in your life and get rid of the things that don't. We hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Next time, we'll get Marie Kondo on the show too yeah, uh, sure. as a guest. <laughs> she's, she's got a lot of free time right now, I'm sure. Uh, you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of sponsors and the codes. You can check out our podcast page on thisiswhatyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. That was a HeadGum Podcast.